VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Matic. I am joined today by Andrew Barron. We are doing our position-by-position breakdown of the main slate this Sunday on uh, primarily DraftKings.com. And look, last week, uh, I mean, I think it proved running backs truly don't matter. Uh, you know, people, I think someone won a million dollars with the 11 points from Jeff Wilson Jr. And sure. uh, every good quarterback is on the main slate this week We with the return of Patrick Mahomes, the return of Josh Allen, the return of Jalen Hurts. And, uh, you know, we got uh, pocket passer Kirk Cousins projected ahead of Patrick Mahomes right now. Hilarious mm-hmm. to see the... Uh, the projections at work, but I'm, I'm excited. I, I got takes. I, I was fairly nice. take barren last week. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, I'm a bit disappointed. I remember, yeah, we had, we struggled and I definitely remember it was the Washington Detroit game seemed quite obvious. We were worried about getting steam. And I was like, yeah, also I guess the Miami Baltimore game, like that's definitely the one I'm second most interested in. And we both talked about it and we're there, but yeah, that was a bit of a disappointing. That's Weeks like last week are the ones where I, as a, you know, GPP bro, am like, kind of let it slip away. Didn't quite get there, you know, like all, all the big chalk failed, but um, except for Amon Ross St. Brown and Tyreek Hill. The problem is I really didn't have like Tua, Reek, and Waddle together, which to be honest, I think was a bit of a mistake or or is mostly a mistake to do that in giant field tournaments in a hundred dollar spy. Absolutely. You're just hoping the game does that. But it's pretty rare for like you know people that expensive to get there as a trio. It's sort of like no, Mahomes, Kelsey, Reek didn't do it I very think often that's, back in the day. I think that's true with like Matt Ryan or or Jameis Winston or something, where there's like four guys who can get there. Uh-huh. There are two guys getting there on Miami. Cedric Wilson through two games is he he is this year's uh, Jalen Guyton Win Sprinter Award. The the Chris Hogan he has run a route on like 75% of dropbacks and has like four targets. It's it's just all going to those guys. Like we're going to see multiple games this year where they combine for over 20 receptions. Yeah, I think you're right. But to that end, and it it's not, it wasn't quite that expensive, but you know, like Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill hardly ever worked, even if they put up 80 points combined uh, because it was so expensive. They were so, so expensive, but also, they would very rarely like Tyreek would get there on big plays. So yep. Tyreek is getting there on big plays and on like 16 targets. Now, now obviously they're not going to be in very many games or two. What do you throw like 49 times or something like that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be a real anomaly. Yeah. And I, obviously that was just an outlier of outlier games. It was crazy. Um, it was awesome. But I generally think overall strategy, it's, 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 I don't like pairing two expensive uh, pass catchers with a, with a quarterback very often. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, quarterback this week, I mean, literally, like, I don't – it's very hard to solve. Josh Allen breaking the slate. Jalen Hurts breaks every slate he's on. 
Kirk Cousins, the Vikings have the highest team total of the week, 29 and a half. Mahomes playing in a dome, got got some Mahomes uh, dome stats for you. Seven Um, games in a dome, 20 touchdowns, two interceptions, six total sacks. The guy is already insane, turns into it even more insane in a dome. Not even to mention Justin Herbert, who I'm not that into this week, actually, with the rib injury. And, like, they're playing Jacksonville, so they probably quiet quit this one and get out of there with a 20-14 to win. Lamar, Stafford has a huge total against that awful Arizona defense. Kyler has just been going nuts when they've been down in these games golf with the team total. I mean, like it there, I think there are like eight playable quarterbacks this week. And normally I don't think that. I think that's true. I like it. Cause I think we're going to have to do some weird stuff. Like hurt to be clear. Hertz and Allen are so far above in a tier by themselves. Like it's not even funny. Yeah. Like those are the, like these smashes and they're like triple the optimal probability or actually it's, two and a half acts of Kirk Cousins, who was the number three optimal probability in this uh, game. We were talking a little bit earlier in the week and you're like, wait a minute, this feels wrong. We have Kirk Cousins as the third highest projected guy and they have the highest total. So, um, you know, I think that, I think that it's warranted. I, you know, Cousins obviously is a fine play. Uh, There's a lot of dudes out there. It's a, it's a funny week because last week there were so many, you know, people were jamming the expensive running backs, you know, Saquon couldn't fail and all of that kind of stuff. And this week, everyone's going to go, going to do everything they can to jam expensive, expensive wide, wide receivers. receivers. Diggs and Amon Ross St. Brown are looking like the two most popular players on the slate. Everyone's going to save with Lenny and David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs or whatever. So listen, we're likely to get single digits on Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey and Derek Henry. Like, it's that's a classic zag and i'm sorry i know that's a bit of a tangent we're talking quarterback but overall slate strategy i think that that's the big one like i'm all about fading those guys when they're 25 percent owned or coming in short on them which is certainly what i did last week but this week it looks like you might get the three you know the three just massive massive ceiling running backs in the single digits so yeah i think you're right i mean my preferred Looking at looking at early stuff, I think I mean obviously Mahomes is gonna like the thing with Mahomes is his double sacks are cheap. Smith Schuster's right. fifty five hundred, MBS, Hardman, Watson. I mean Kelsey is expensive, but I think you can the the thing about the cheap prices is like eighty for a hundred or eighty eighty yards and a touchdown for MBS might play. Uh, you know, and the the Hurts stuff is interesting because. You can play him with Devonta Smith. You can play him with Goddard, and then Washington all has affordable bringbacks too. Like it, the the yeah. Hertz thing sets up really well. And he looked amazing as a thrower last week. Like we were, you know, we uh, you know had some disdain for him in the past. We talked about that a fair amount as a thrower. He's an awesome fantasy quarterback because he runs so much. But he looked really. I mean, he looked really good. He got all his. You know, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard all got like decent workload. That's not like smash on a main slate for all three of them, but um, it was pretty good. Like that's the scary thing with Hertz a lot of the time is he's so hard to stack. I still think I'm more on the single stack train with him um, just because it's like, yeah, you probably want him to rush to in if he's going to like win the GPPs that week. And that makes it hard to bring along multiple pass catchers. But I don't know. Do you think he's like, he's got Lamar in him? Because Lamar, you can double stack, even though you want him to run for two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think both of them are similar. Where you you would probably want to single stack them and use if you wanted to if you wanted to up the correlation, you'd do a double bring back. So you'd use two Washington Football Team wide receivers 
And um, to be honest, I'm, I probably won't play any Lamar in tournaments this week. The Patriots mm-hmm. just kind of muck everything up. They're just one of those teams like they could get down 14 and they're not going to turn into the Dolphins because they don't really have that ability. I mean, look, if I, if I eat those words and I mean, honestly, I have similar concerns with the Colts, too. Like, I don't know if the Colts can press the Chiefs at all. Um, yeah. So that that's that's totally real. I, I would say uh, cash games, I, I will probably just do whatever the optimizer ends up saying on Sunday. I, I would prefer to play Hertz, I think. But if it's giving me cousins and I can't find a way to save the thousand, whatever, I probably want to play Hertz, though. Probably in yeah, the yeah. end we'll end up playing Hertz. But my single entry quarterbacks, I would rank them uh, re- respective to ownership. I would rank them. Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Stafford, Cousins, with Goff. So I probably won't do a Goff team. Like, what? Goff can't really get thirty. It would be very, very hard for him to get thirty. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, for me, it's like Hurts and Allen are just like I said earlier. It's just so far off in their own tier that like I'm gonna prioritize them. Like they're both, you know, they'll be the most popular quarterbacks, but it's only gonna be ten or fifteen percent owned. It's not gonna be twenty. So I'm gonna get over the field on both of them. And then kind of see what happens. There's some weird ones. Like, can you, you know, obviously, yeah, all of the guys you mentioned are fine. No, no issue there. I don't like have a ton of pushback. I, Mahomes, especially when the cheaper situation now, it's a, it's a bit whack-a-mole. And I think you probably want Kelsey. So it's not like that cheap, but who knows? I mean, can you, like, we got Justin Fields playing against a really bad Houston defense. Like he runs a lot. Do you think they actually let him throw twenty? Well, the reason times this to, the reason to play Fields this week would be because David Montgomery is going to be the most popular running back play, and if Fields is scoring rushing touchdowns, that means that David Montgomery isn't the the issue. Like it's it's one of those things where like I think from like a theoretical perspective, it's fine, but I just can't. It's so, because I've never seen it. It's so hard for me to imagine Fields throwing the ball thirty seven times and running for eighty yards and a touchdown. Like I just can't. It, again, it feels very similar to like uh, what actually the Denver Houston game from last week, where it just ended up being super slow and gross. No, I think that's probably fair. the The one counter to that would be like, listen, Fields plus Mooney or Fields plus uh, Equinemia St. Brown. You know, I don't really whatever. Like Fields and Mooney, Mooney's gotten a decent target share. They just don't throw the ball. That's eleven. That's like ten nine on DK. So if you do that, then you can play those expensive running back and maybe still get one of, you know, like a digs in there as well. So like it's it's a week you do want a cheap stack if you can get it because there's a lot of really expensive plays in really good spots. I think I would go Mariota if I wanted a really cheap guy. I'd go Mariota Lockett Pitts. Yep. I think that's fine. Um, Drake London's awesome. Like I, you know, we talked about this last week, our, our ongoing wide receiver size debate. I was just like, I don't know, just, I don't, I don't watch any college film ever, but like Drake London and Christian oh, Watson he's a, are he's the, a, the he's superstars. Watson, yeah. Watson has been, he ran the fifth most routes on the Packers last week, unfortunately. Yeah, that was not great. But I do think like if, I don't know, I, he was injured all of camp. I think his role will expand talking about Watson. It's not, it's certainly not the Drake London role. Drake London's awesome. Like he's already like a, a real play that is, is great. And I think Kyle Pitts actually, while you're talking about Mariota, I, I, I get that wide receiver cornerback matchups or whatever, you know, who's guarding who kind of stuff is overblown, but we've gone so far in that it's because like, you know, three, four years ago, People talked about that all the time. So it was stupid. People overlooked at it. But now everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter at all. And they're avoiding it entirely. 
mentioned it both times. Like Kyle Pitts mostly saw Marshawn Lattimore and Jalen Ramsey the last two weeks. And those are the best two like covering big guys, guys, you know, like that's Lattimore is not even all that great, but he just manhandles like the, the big dudes and he did it to Pitts and, you know, Ramsey's really tough to score against. I think Pitts is a good buy low. Um, so yeah, I, I can get there with Falcon stacks in general, actually. Like I don't hate it. You know, I, yeah. I think that's a fine cheap one, especially since there are so many good expensive pieces to play. Um, if you if you could look into the crystal ball for one position this week, I definitely think it would be running back because we have three guys who are going to be just at giga chalk, right? All all yep. over twenty percent in single entry three max type stuff in mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, and Josh Jacobs. They are just going to be so owned. Fournette gets that awful Green Bay run defense. Tampa Bay's wide receivers are dead. He got 26, 28 touches last week. Uh, Rashad White played nine snaps. Josh Jacobs got at, didn't play on first down or third downs in week one. Got all the third downs last week. Got 21 yeah, touches. 90% market share rush. Like, yeah. Played it's... played all the snaps. And then Montgomery, same deal. They they actually are favored, uh, I, I believe. Yeah, I think they're three-point favorites at home. This is a game where they could get away with throwing 11 passes. It, it would probably end up being fine. He had 150 rushing yards last week. Herbert could get, I mean, I, I don't even have Montgomery for an absurd market share rushes. I have, I have him for 54% of the rushes. Now, obviously, it's different on a team with a running quarterback. Uh, the way you project it is a little bit different. But if you were to scale him up to like 65, 68, I mean, he would he would break the projections. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the worst play of the week. Let's be honest. Like we're talking like expected value. Oh, I'm I'm not playing any of these guys in tournaments. I'll play, I will play all three of them in cash and I'll play none of them in tournaments. Yeah. I think, I think that's the way to go. And I, you know, like I play a million lineups, so I'm going to play 10% of them instead of, you know, when they're 30% owned, um, Len is the best play of those three for sure. Not really close, but here's the thing. Like we, we talked last week. It's like, okay. Tampa Bay, like, nice-looking situation, right? It's Tampa Bay. Like, Brady will put up these massive games sometimes. Len can do these massive things. Len's tweeting this week about how he's going to get his fantasy owners' touchdowns. Like, people are going to love that. Here's the thing. Their total has dropped four and a half points. Mike Evans is amazing. I love the guy. Not worth four and a half points. Like, what's going on here? Like, is Brady like is, is Brady it's, starting it's, to It's to the offensive line, and it's they're all yep. dead. I mean, Godwin's not going to play. Julio's not going to play. Their, their wide receivers are going to be... Russell Gage, Brashad Perryman, Scotty Miller. Miller, yeah. It's it's horrible. I mean, and they they didn't look like they wanted to score at all last week. Like they were looked like they were content winning six to three. Like they just and the Packers, same deal. The Packers, all their wide receivers are banged up. I think today Dobbs was the only one that practiced. Lazard has an ankle. Watkins has something like he always does. Uh Walk- Watson got hurt and uh Cobb has COVID, I think. Yeah uh yeah they're not in great shape i mean i will if they get a little thin i don't think anyone's gonna play christian watson like i i feel quite confident that he's gonna have a hundred yard two touchdown game this year so if they are down a receiver or two and people still don't want to play him i will probably take a few bites at that apple because i think he'll be an actual one percenter unless they're down like three guys and then just lot you know there's too much market share to go to him and he's gonna project well but yeah i don't know man like the tampa bay situation is it's it's a little bit rough, but I don't know. Can Brady get get through this? Like Packers are zoning all over the place. You saw what Justin Jefferson did to him. Like these are not that level of receiver, but Brady is that level of pick apart his own guy. Like he can make 
things happen. Scotty Miller's fast as hell. Like that dude's caught long touchdowns from Brady before. I'm not know, playing like... any Brady. I'm I'm zero percent interested. Zero percent interested in Brady. I'm not going to play anyone from that game. I mean, maybe I would play Perryman or, or Miller as like a one off. I that's it though. You don't like it as you know leverage off of. I mean, Len is probably ends up. Leonard Diggs are going to end up the most popular player. No, on because the there slate. are there are multiple ways to get leverage. You know, one is leverage performance based, so it's like there are only so many touchdowns available or so many yards available. But the other is like salary leverage, right? Where like sure. if eight thousand yeah. dollar running backs are smashing, that means that the sixty five hundred dollar running backs got to do much more to find their way into optimals. Yep. I 100% agree with you. That's a good point. That's kind of where I was leading with that. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh, famous last words, but, and the, listen, you said there's only so many touchdowns to go around. There are not projected to be a lot of touchdowns to go around. This is the thing. Like when we were playing Tampa Bay all the time, despite Brady not rushing at all, they were, they had 30 point totals all the time. They're at like 21. It's not, it's not, it's not pretty. There's risk of like total failure of, for the Tampa Bay offense this week. Yeah. And so there are, I mean, there are smash running back plays at the top, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. Mixon actually should probably be chalk in this spot because he, he, he will be kind of, he's the most popular expensive guy, but, but even, even at what, 17%, I would rather play Mixon in this spot at 17% than David Montgomery for 25%. Absolutely. I yeah. like David, listen, Montgomery may well score 25 points. If he does, uh, whatever i'm gonna have a bad week he's a he's a objectively like bad expected value play this week in tournaments if he's gonna be that popular we got uh, i i actually think aj Dillon and aaron jones is similar leverage on fournette where like if those guys are smashing that means there's not as much available possessions yeah didn't Dillon get more work than jones last week despite more jones carries going ape shit? more, okay. more carries um which probably is probably how it will be all year i mean i i have uh, so I have AJ Dillon projected for 51% of the carries and Aaron Jones projected for 43%. And I'm pretty confident that's right. Yeah, I think that's good. I like that. Um, it, it's a, it's a good week though, to dumpster dive at running back. Um, so I think that's the thing. I think you're either spending way up or doing some dumpster diving and like, just to reiterate Taylor McCaffrey and also Derek Henry. Like I know all the stuff around the Titans looks terrible, but it's Derek Henry. Remember last year, you know, like he does this when he's, he was, I think, 3% owned against Seattle in like week two or three last year. And they got down a ton and it was like, okay, well, he's just screwed. And then he scored 50 in the second half. Like he just like, this is the thing, Derrick Henry, there's no like real, it's not that there isn't rhyme or reason to it. It's just like Derrick Henry has on his chalk weeks, he's got, you know, 15, 20% optimal probability. Now he's got 10 or 11, but instead of being 30% owned, he's going to be 5% owned. Like I'm going over Derrick Henry this weekend. Yeah, not me. Not me. I, I'd rather play Burks, I think, for, for a Titan. I just, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm at running back, I'm looking at like Raheem Mostert, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce, Mark Ingram if Kamara doesn't play, Daryl Williams if James Conner doesn't play. You still on Ramondre over Damian Harris even after last week? Like, Damian Harris was an optimal, would have been an optimal running back if it was possible to hit the nuts last week. Ramondre, like was... Ramondre played, doubled him up on snaps and routes. I, I just, I mean, they're going to give, they, they've always given But their Harris offense the sucks. So it's like, do they score two touchdowns? They're going to go to Damian Harris. Like, you're not, go, you're not trying to get like a ton of volume from the, like, he could, I Patriots. mean, I think Ramondre, like, similar to how you think Watson's going to have a 100-yard two-touchdown game, like, I'm pretty certain Ramondre will have a six-catch two-touchdown game at some point. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah, and he's not looking to be popular either. I think it's but, but I, I just want to play the only thing I'm interested in in New England is those rushers, which is weird because that Ravens secondary is hot trash. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see, I don't know, like one off Nelson Aguilar or whatever this week, but sure. I mean, uh Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Daryl Henderson, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, it's like probably what ends up winning being is probably one of these like honestly like i just am preparing myself for 22 david montgomery points or whatever and just losing to that Mm -hmm. but and it's not to say that he's un that him and jacobs are like unplayable and burnett are unplayable because i don't think they are if you get weird with other stuff but like uh you know hurts and aj brown and amon Ross st brown and leonard fournette and irv smith jr like you've already lost like that like you're do- like those four players are owned together on like eight percent of rosters or whatever i think hurts aj brown's okay actually aj brown is looking relative to optimal probability like a little bit under owned compared to the other like big wide receivers so i'm i'm okay with him this week i think that's not egregious yet but ch i think is a really good one like you said um that's there's definitely some some positive leverage there like what happens so daryl williams like if james connor doesn't play uh it's it's brutal rams defense you know it's a it's a really good run defense like are you i think at 5100 if connor's out people are gonna not jam him but i think he'll be probably more popular than he's worth does that does that track with you I mean, it, I would say no if Eno wasn't going to play as well. I would say, like, we, we want the volume over the efficiency, especially when a guy is cheap and not owned. But yeah. with Eno, like, Eno will get in there for some of the work. Like, maybe it'll be a 60-40 or whatever. I mean, it was a straight 50-50 after Connor left. Now, Daryl got third downs and goal line, so you could say, like, whatever. It doesn't matter if Eno's playing on some first downs, but... Mm-hmm. It's worth it. This is it's it's not like when Daryl was a chief where he just was getting all the good stuff. It, it's very different. Yep. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson and potentially with the commander's defense is like a, an excellent leverage play. Like Hertz has looked amazing this year, but we have a lot of sample of Hertz like not being that good and making dumb plays. And like, do they turn him over deep and Gibson punches him in? Gibson's getting a lot of work. He's not going to be popular. And if Hertz is the, I think the second most, I think Hertz AJ Brown is the second most popular stack after Allen to Diggs. Um, it's pretty strong leverage there, I think. I, you know, it's not a super high probability one, but that's a that's a smash if that if that happens. Yeah. Um, all right, wide receiver. I mean, <laughs> where, what do you do? Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek, Devonte Adams. AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, like gonna need one of those seven guys to win a million dollars. Good luck. Good luck figuring out who it is. Yeah. What do you I mean, what do you think about Jamar? That's the sleeping giant he, here, he's right? He's the he's the leverage play on those guys because I mean he was not owned last week and he's not gonna be on this week either. Nope. Uh and I think we talked a little bit about the pro the potential problem, even though we thought Cincinnati would roll on Dallas. It's like that's a little scary. Like they are a weird blitzy team. They've got some really good individual playmakers. And yeah, Micah Parsons gave them hell. The offensive line doesn't look good, but I think it's they're not that bad. And like the Jets defense, I guess, is better than we thought it would be, but I'm still not super scared of it. And I think that's yeah, I think that's the big the big leverage there. I, I think AJ Brown is looking a little bit under own so far. We'll see how much he gets steamed. I think Gabe Davis is a really strong one. Oh, Gabe, Gabe Davis the is hell. the nuts. Yeah. Yep. Just talking purely leverage. I think, it, yeah. Playing like uh, D- 
Dave, you know, Gabe Davis and Knox or Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie without Diggs and Allen. Like, I think that's a really sharp way to get weird. What is, um, what does Kumaro cost? I don't care. <laughs> well, if Gabe Davis doesn't play. Yeah, he's the dead man. He played the most snaps of Bills wide receivers last week if Gabe Davis doesn't play. Yeah, did you watch that game though? I mean, it was a lot of wins, Brent. Like... Oh, I mean, he's a he's a blocker. I mean, he he's been in the NFL for six years and has like one touchdown. I mean, he's useless, but yeah. I was playing in that on the Monday night slate. I was playing like a fair amount of Khalil Shakir, just being like, maybe, you know, yeah. he's the he's the younger guy with the real ceiling. I don't think Kumaro has enough ceiling. No, really he's got mess with. you just need two catches for 60 yards on a touchdown or I mean the problem sure. this week is there's not a cheap guy. I mean it's like Alave and Dorch are the are the guys who are there and I mean Alave Curtis, I mean too. Curtis Samuel. Yeah, he's I mean he's getting up there. He's 5100. Like yep. he's 400 less than Smith Schuster. I mean Alave is a monster play. Like that you had 320 air yards last week. That's 334. That's yeah, we all, I mean, but whatever, everyone calculates them differently. But yeah, from my play-by-play data, it was three, whatever. Yeah, yeah 300 plus is, air yards. That does not happen ever. <laughs> like He is, uh, he's a very good play. I think he was, in, I think he's in our optimal right now. I don't, I don't think I will play him in cash. Um, yeah, I, I mean, do it for you, cash, but I really like him as a tournament play. Getting on some of these mid-tier guys is probably the leverage. Like Smith Schuster is my guy. I, I've reiterated this on all my shows, but like he's in a, amazing play when the chiefs play bad teams and going to be a much worse play when they play really good teams. Like he's going to do shitty against the bills. Like, don't be surprised when he has four for 12 against the bills. Like it's yeah. pretty much just going to happen but when they play the Colts and they play the Raiders and the Cardinals, like he's going to crush those teams. Um, yeah. T T at 6,100, really good play. Um, Drake London. 50. Like it's a little bit the week one where it was like, okay, T's the good leverage because their their market share of targets is much closer than people think it is and much closer than people are projecting. But now it's getting to be like, okay, people are more on T and Chase does have the absolute nuclear ceiling that, you know, T, T can obviously, like he can do 102 or whatever if he's running good, but Chase can do 203. He can have the Tyreek game from last I, week. I, I think that if you go back to when T came back from the injury he had last year, Chase just has one more target than him, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, we talked about that week one. It was like 24.1 to 23.8 on the season. It was much closer than I think people people would have thought. Uh, Michael Thomas, 6,000. Uh, to to really dumpster dive, we have Skaronic, Scotty Miller, Nico Collins, Dorch. I think will pick up ownership again. I wonder if if Christian Kirk, if there's a little bit of sticker shock at 6,200 on him, he seems he seems decent. It's it's. I mean, this is why people are going to play all these expensive wide receivers. Though, is that the mid tier is just not that appealing. Right. Um, Metcalf and Lockett are are pretty interesting. I do like MVS with I, I like MVS with Mahomes and Shark instead of Amon Ross St. Brown is also pretty interesting. I think I'm more likely to either play Swift or just hope they fail because I think if the offense is humming, like it's Jared, the way Jared Goff locks in on him is is pretty ridiculous. Shark end zone targets for e- each of the oh, first yeah. two weeks. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's a great deep threat. He's really good when he, you know, when he's been healthy. He's had some. Well, big one stuff, of the ones last week trash QBs. Not one of the ones last have, week was a short one. Was a was like a three yarder or whatever. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm 
fairly interested in him. So you're talking Thomas and Olave, and Jameis is cheap. Can you get there? The problem is maybe I think that the, that game will just be too slow because the saints are all banged up right now. And the Panthers have run 104 plays through two weeks. I think, I think I agree. I think that is the problem. I like Olave. I like McCaffrey. I'm fine with Thomas. I like them all as one-offs, but yeah, I don't really want to stack this game up. I, I am with you that I'm a little bit scared of that. If you wanted to do burrow and chase, you could definitely use Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson as bring backs because the jets, have just run so many plays trailing mm-hmm. in these games. So yeah. that I, I think both of, and not like despite Cor- Wilson coming off a billion points, he's not going to be owned. And Corey Davis leads the team in air yards because yeah. he's had two big games, but like Corey Davis is getting a ton of, ton of looks too. I, I think that's, I think you should be running back. Like a lot of the time we talked, you know, over in years past, it's like the jets suck so much that you can stack against them and don't even worry about a bring back. I think you're, I think you want one if you're playing Bengal stacks. Yeah, I think their wide receivers are good enough now that that is correct. Um, all right, you got any other wide receiver takes? Uh, I did have one more thing. Oh, um, so I am willing to uh, entertain the idea that Adam Thielen just might be dust. Um, oh, yeah, he's done. Because he all, you know, he since Jefferson's been around, he's gotten more end zone looks. He's our red zone looks. Like he is the bigger, he has been the bigger touchdown threat. And it looks like, oh, he got seven targets last week six of them were in the fourth quarter. Like he did nothing until it was the end of the game. So I'm a little like, yeah, I think, I think I might be off of Adam Thielen, even though it does stand out as like, that's pretty interesting leverage in a game where, you know, Jefferson and ASB are going to be just, just bonkers chalk. But yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. All right. Tight end. Uh, Herb Smith, 20% owned week. You into it? Uh, I am not, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Don't think um, I'm going to be able to get there. Same with TJ Hawkinson. Those are going to be the two chalk tight ends. Like, and they stink and their quarterbacks are, you know, fine. But like, that's, that's a little, that's a little, seems a little dumb to me. I'd rather play like Tyler Higby. What's different about his situation than last week? Well, he's more expensive. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. 4,500. I mean, I, I'm playing a, a non Kelsey tight end and not punting. I'm playing Kyle Pitts. Yep. And he's, almost into punt price and terror. He's 4,800. Like he's not that much more expensive than uh, these other guys. Andrews is a little tough. I do. I mean, I kind of like it as a one-off potentially because like he, if the Ravens, you know, whatever the, yeah, it's not going to be a super high paced game, but Andrews can get two touchdowns. And even if it's four for 80, if it's with two touchdowns, it's probably winning tight end. Uh, yeah. Goddard, I think is really a good play as well. He's right at the same price tag as Kyle Pitts, but yeah, I think, I think it's time to start buying on Kyle Pitts. I did not really play him the first two weeks, but I'm in. Dawson Knox is pretty good leverage just because you know Diggs is going to be so, so popular. Like I think stacking Allen with somebody besides Diggs is scary, you know, but like, I don't think, I don't think what we all watched together, the, the just, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams level of locking in or, you know, Stafford cup level of locking in that Allen did to Diggs last week. I don't think that's going to, yeah, well, whatever. We saw it once. It's the it's the last thing that happened. So everyone's like, yes, must play. Greatest thing. But it's probably not, you know. I, I'll I probably know. go think... back to Juwan Johnson. He got a bunch of targets again. I think he was like fourth at the position in expected points last week. Mm-hmm. You know, some number of people will be playing Alave. Probably can't do Cole Komet. Maybe Evan Ingram. He saw eight targets last week. Um, Hayden Hurst gets targets. Like, he's a cheap piece to go in. If you want Burrow, 
with Chase play Hayden Hurst than like you know Corey Davis or something. That's yeah. a that's a real that's an affordable way to stack that up. <laughs> Isaiah is more expensive now, but mm. Isaiah He's... likely ran eight routes last week and was targeted five times. So what's steal... the more important statistic there, though, bud? <laughs> I I think the targets. I actually think because you can always play more. You can all he can always that you know they could always be like all right we're just gonna play more heavy stuff and I likely will get better at blocking and we'll have him out there more but you can't become a better football player overnight like like you're getting targeted because you're open targets like it's not like carries like targets are earned like if a guy gets five yeah. targets on eight routes I that's way more signal than Tony Jones Jr. getting ten carries on twenty snaps or whatever. Yeah, 100%. It's why, like, Paris Campbell last week going from 70% of the snaps to 95% of the snaps, it's like, who cares? Like, he's still going to be a slot which is a slot receiver that doesn't get any targets. Um, yeah. I don't know. Gerald well, Everett? What about, yeah, I, I mentioned him. He's getting a little pricier, and, like, if you are worried about Herbert, but, like, I also, like, I don't know, man. I don't think people – I think people are off of – the chargers and like it's not a good jacksonville defense it's a better jacksonville offense so like maybe they can hang with him trevor lawrence actually has been really good the first couple of weeks you know maybe that game could shoot out and i don't i don't think people are on it you're gonna get like if no one will play keenan if he plays um i but i think what you're hoping for since nobody's on it is keenan doesn't play and you get the mike williams gerald everett with christian kirk bring back at like pretty silly low ownership you can play i don't think that game you can has... play palmer too if keenan doesn't play yeah, I suppose I suppose that's fine. Um, Darren, and then what about Darren Waller? Like, it's not looking pretty, but I mean, he's very Foster, very low Foster Moreau did play more snaps than him last week. Yeah, well, who garnered the more targets per route run? Probably Waller. Waller, I don't think I don't gonna not look uh, and and feel pretty confident. I don't. About that I don't. Know, Moreau <laughs> might have not been targeted at all. Yeah. Um. So like Waller is also good, you know. Josh Jacobs is kind of silly chalk. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Ty- Tyler Conklin, too, if CJ Uzama doesn't play again. Conklin played every snap for the Jets. He was on the field for every snap for the Jets last week. Okay. Sure. That's all I got. Uh, not that into that. Um, yeah. I mean, the Chargers have the fourth highest total. It's dropped two and a half points since open, but, you know, it's Minnesota and Buffalo, and then drop a point and you get to KC. And then the Chargers are right there. The Chargers are have a higher total than the Eagles. I'm like just going through this with you right now. I think I'm going to end up being over on the Justin Herbert stacks. Yeah. Um, And then defense. We don't, we don't have a Bengals from last week. Packers should get pretty owns. Uh, The Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to end up being the, the the fairly chalk defense. I I like them. Um, I like the Falcons and the Seahawks. Yes. Seahawks look like the biggest chalk. They're, ter- I mean, that's a bad defense. So, like, you're you're just entirely relying on Marcus Mariota screwing up a bunch. Which, listen, he's perfectly capable of doing that. But yeah. I don't think the contextual fact. Same idea with Houston. Like, I I think I'm gonna get over Fields and the defense against him one last time at least. You know, like someday they're gonna let him. They're gonna have to let him throw more. Yeah, I think there's a big ceiling there. Uh, all right, favorite favorite game stack. Uh, that is going to be, well, I'm, can you go first? Actually, I did, I know this, but like, I'm trying to look up my stuff here. I had, so forgot my I, answer. If, if Michael Pittman Jr. does not play, I do like Chiefs 
stacks with a Doolin, Granson, Moali Cox bring back. If Pittman does play, it's gonna it's harder. Uh, it's, Did it's Str- Strachan play anymore last week? Because that guy gets a lot of targets when he plays, but he gets you know he played like four snaps in week one. Um, he definitely did play. He definitely did play more. Yeah, he got up to seventy percent of the snaps. He got targeted three times. But I mean, Matt okay. Ryan. It's like it's hard to kind of take anything away because Matt Ryan like had one of the worst games I've ever seen a professional quarterback play last yep. week. I mean, they they scored zero points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like it was bad. Yeah. Um, I think Philly Washington is probably my favorite because yeah. I it's it looks kind of chalky, but there's so many different ways you can do it. You know, you can play Hurts with Jess Smith or Jess Goddard or just AJ Brown, and then there's three combos of two to to double stack. So I don't think any of the individual Hurts stacks are gonna be like just absolutely bonkers chalk to the point like like Allen and Diggs are, because I think that's the you know that's the highest optimal probability. But I think you can get a weird with Philly, the Washington receivers, like because there's three of them, like they're not going to really project well individually, but like one of them probably ends up doing, doing pretty well here. Are you buying, are you still, we, you know, last week we were talking about the Terry McLaurin buy low or are you done now or. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dotson man. Sure. I mean, Dotson, I, mean is, I think they're Dotson all fine. Is, like, Dotson is not really earning targets, but I expect that to change uh, because he is always open. That guy is like I've been. I just watched a couple cutups of his routes, and like he is just dusting these poor defenders. And and I think he is his emergence is just very bearish for McLaurin because McLaurin always got there on like a lot of volume, mm-hmm. but and I never thought ones. I just never thought he was all that good. And I mean, if you're get, if you're losing all this work to Curtis Samuel, like GGS, you know, like he's Curtis Samuel, right. Right. Um, Minnesota Detroit is obviously like that's the like the worst expected value. It's going to be probably more popular than it's worth. And I don't really love the like, oh, I'm going to play Cousins with Thielen and bring it back with DJ Chark. I think that's a little too cute. So I'm going to kind of hope that that game doesn't do well or play like, you know, play some Dalvin Cook kind of stuff. But it's scary because both of those teams uh, defenses suck. So that's uh, what you want in fantasy. Can you talk? I mean, we talked a little bit about the. Rams in Arizona earlier. I mean, can you stack that up? Like Allen Robinson's not going to get played. If I did, Paul I was not going to get played. I would do Kyler Dorch Higby Cup. I think that is way too low ceiling for me. It's just because yeah, those guys may lead the teams in targets, but they're like Greg Dorch is not putting up thirty. He get twenty two. Sure. But it's like it's pretty unlikely, um, and I think that if Kyler he, he really humming, it's going to be to Hollywood. The, he leads the team in routes the last two weeks. Yeah, no, and he's a little. He's a little guy. Kyler maybe likes make, likes him. You know, they like. It's just it's Kyler just likes to throw. To, he likes to throw to the slot. It's just easier for him. Yeah, I I fully understand that. But I think if Kyler's going to nuke, he's running one in and he's completing at least two bombs to Hollywood, who like. Poor Hollywood, like that guy, you know, he dropped another like huge one last week. That that game against with the Ravens last year was like the most tilting thing ever. Whereas like he was that stack was so low owned and it was just like he had, you know, 200 air yards that were that were just free. He just he just actually dropped long touchdowns. I mean, the uh, it was the Lions game that I was like, this guy is shaving points. It was so bad. 
Yeah. yeah. And All right, Chargers dude. and Jaguars, I actually can kind of I like I'm like like we mentioned, I can get into that. Yeah, if Keenan plays, that game will be really off the radar because none of those guys are hitting optimals. But if Keenan doesn't play, I think you're gonna run into some ownership spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. There's this is a good this is a cool week. I think the overall thing where you know, last week everyone jammed expensive running backs, and because they didn't do very well and some wide receivers did, this week everyone's gonna jam wide receivers. And it's like, I don't know, I kind of want to play some cheap stacks and jam some some expensive running backs. Like that's not always gonna be my strategy, but that's the zag this week, and I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yep. All right, everyone, we're getting out of here. See you next week. I'll be back with Reebs tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.